What's up guys, welcome back. This is part one of a three-part series where I'm covering the 15 most common mistakes while trying to lose weight. And I'm gonna offer you solutions to each one of these problems along the way. So let's get started with the show. Very welcome to today's show, guys. Like I said in the intro, I'm going to be running through the first five. So this is part one of the most common mistakes when trying to lose weight. So depending on where you're at in your journey, or I'm sure we've all experienced trying to lose weight at some point in our lives. Um, it can be a very challenging process for a lot of people. And that's for many different reasons. Um, whether that choice be forced upon certain people, i.e. health problems or health complications, or it's just for the aesthetics and wanting to, to look good. For whatever reason you're trying to lose weight, it can be challenging for many different reasons. And it could be something as simple as following outdated advice or a lack of knowledge around a certain subject, and it's preventing you from seeing those changes in particular that you're looking for. So let's jump right in here and the first thing i'm going to talk about is focusing on the scales alone so it can be very common to feel that it, like if you're not losing weight fast enough despite following a healthy lifestyle that we turn to the scales and look at that as the critical measure of our progress which is it's crazy when you think about it when there's so many different things that can influence your weight. When we look at, for example, um, say fluid fluctuations, the amount of food that's sitting in your system, for example, and the scales is only one measure of weight change. And it's very, very different from weight change and fat loss. And that's what people people kind of combine those two together and the they really, really get bogged down and frustrated and dependent on the scales and cut their journey short just because they're focusing on a single number. Well, really, in certain studies I've looked at, your weight can fluctuate from two to four pounds, particularly over a course of day and dependent on, again, a number of different factors. But two to four pounds is a lot. So if you've weighed yourself in the morning, you weigh yourself in the evening, you will see a fluctuation. When we look at it again from a woman's perspective, you're going to have hormonal changes and it's going to lead to greater water retention. And that's going to reflect it on the weight on the scales. So it's important that I'm using the word weight here when we talk about it. If the number on the scales isn't moving, um, it could be that you may have lost fat, but you just simply could be holding on to water. So that can be very frustrating and people jack it in just because that number hasn't moved on the scales, whereas it actually has. You've actually lost weight, but you might be um, holding on to water for whatever reason. Um, another reason then as well, if you have, if you're participating in resistance-based training, that you have gained some muscle mass and losing fat. So the muscle mass is after increasing and your fat is dropping, there's an offset there where you don't see it reflected on the scales. So... What we need to look for in that instant is look for your clothes might start to feel looser, um, particularly around the waist. And that's a good indication that you're actually losing weight to not get discouraged. So this is why we shouldn't just use the scales as a single measure. 
another aspect of it could be that you would take a tape measure and measure your waist, take progress pictures. It's something that I always try to get clients to do because it's a really good indication then of the progress that you're making, even if the scales isn't moving. So just to summarize that, guys, many factors can influence your scale weight. That can be fluid fluctuations, um, muscle gain, and even weight of undigested food. Remember, you could be losing body fat even if the scales isn't moving in the direction you'd like it to move. So moving on to number two on my list here, I have decided to put this one in because it's something I've been focused a lot on social media over the last while, and that's eating too many or too few calories. So as we know, it should be pretty common knowledge now that a calorie deficit is required for weight loss. That's just simple. Okay. So basically we need to burn more calories than we consume. I know people, it's a simplified equation for a lot of people in versus out, but within recent science and that as well, and we practice to a certain, a certain number of calories that 3,500 calories a week is going to equate to one pound of weight loss. Now, over the last number of years, that's the calorie deficit has been shown to be very uh, variable dependent on the person, but it is a good place to start. We have to start somewhere and 3,500 is something that I, I practice myself and it is a good starting point. Now, a good PT or a nutritionist will adjust that bar as required by the client. So if they're not having a shift in their weight that they might, it could be adjusting it up or could be down depending on how well that person is taken to their, to their diet. So sometimes people tend to overestimate or underestimate overestimate on exercise and underestimate on calories so again you mightn't feel like yeah you're eating a lot based on where you're coming from depending on your journey like if, if you have a bit more weight to lose then your calorie consumption on a daily basis might be significantly higher than your tdee should be so when we look at the numbers and we break them down and present them to the clients it might not seem like a lot of calories when they're presented to them based on where they're coming from and their standpoint. So you have to realize that we're creating a figure and something that has to get measured and measure against that. So this is the big thing for a lot of people. When we start to measure things and put them under the microscope, they tend to get a lot more difficult. So, so again, you're going to have to realize, guys, and accept that what gets measured gets managed. And that's what we're there to help you with and to create those numbers and to create that environment. So did you, you have that security net, you have someone to turn to, you have someone to help you. And when you look at your diet and what we can plan in for you, you may be consuming foods that are healthy, but from our perspective, they're actually high in calories, such as nuts being a prime example um, that crops up in a lot of people's food diaries that I look at. Whereas it might be just something as simple as measuring portion sizes or controlling portion sizes. And that's another big thing that I've been doing a lot on social media over the last while is looking at portion sizes and highlighting just how easy it is to overconsume, particularly when it comes to the likes of share bags and foods like nuts or cereals, for example, that we, we buy in bulk. People tend to overconsume them. So they're really underestimating the amount of calories that they're eating 
because they're not looking at nutritional labels then as well. One other way that obviously we want to lose weight is we could in decrease our calorie intake or we can increase our output. So if we're decreasing our, our calorie intake, people tend to do this on their own, come up from a point of view that possibly they're eating maybe two and a half, three thousand calories a day and they simply put themselves on a very, very restrictive diet and they get down to like twelve, thirteen hundred calories, which can be totally counterproductive. Um, like if you look at any study, read online studies to show that low calorie diets um may lead to muscle loss and can actually bloat and slow down your metabolism. So we have to get the we have to get the figures right, we have to get that that input right and we have to get that output right. So a lot of people overestimate on their exercise side of things that you know if it was to put you on a treadmill for example and let's get an estimate of how many calories you think you burn a lot of people will overestimate the calories they burn and it's the same then again with certain foods present them in front of people in a serving size people will completely underestimate them so we got to get that balance right between eating too many or eating too few calories to allow your body to function and get through the day-to-day functions that we need obviously going to work taking care of the kids whatever it might be even playing a sport so eating too many or too few calories that's number two on my list is one of the most common mistakes i come across while dealing with clients so since we looked at the calorie side of things and looked at the food consumption and the in let's focus on the out now and talk about exercise so that could be not exercising enough or exercising too much so during weight loss it's pretty inevitable that you're going to lose some muscle mass okay but obviously we're going to lose fat as well and the amount is going to depend on a number of different factors so if you don't exercise at all and you're restricting calories you're likely to lose more muscle mass and experience a decrease in your metabolic rate so by by contrast, if we exercise, it can help minimize the amount of lean mass that we might lose. It can increase fat loss and it can prevent your metabolism from slowing down. So when we look at that and look at the overall picture, the more lean mass we have, the easier it is to lose weight and to maintain that weight loss. So that's a big, important factor that people overlook. And you'll often hear a lot of women in particular say, I don't want to get I don't want to get bulky, I don't want to plan, they're terrified of the term increasing their, their muscle mass or their size, but your size is not going to, people, particularly women think they're going to blow up like the Hulk, it's just not going to happen, okay, if you can increase your muscle mass, it's going to make fat loss a hell of a lot easier, okay, we're talking about lean muscle mass here, alright, but we have the flip side of that as well, that's getting a good balance and getting your exercise and your training correct, if we over-exercise, it can cause a number of different problems, and it can be pretty unsustainable for a lot of people, um, particularly in the long term. If, you, if you're going down that route, it'll actually create a lot of stress for a lot of people. Um, it, it can be linked to a, a number of different things as well. It's not just taking in the fact that people want to lose weight. There's there's um, other factors, again, from mental health side of, uh, perspective then as well. You're going down another route. But when you're trying to force your body to burn more calories by exercising, um, too much it's going to have a negative impact on your overall health so you need to take that into account and get a balance in your training session if you're working with a pt or working with a nutritionist 
they're going to get that balance of striker correctly for you because obviously that your overall health and balance it might not seem like a lot when it's written down for you for some aspects i know i've gotten feedback like that before but we have to take a soft approach and see how your body reacts and how it adjusts to to these stresses you know um so i'd often obviously recommend that a combination of lifting weights and doing some cardio works best and a couple of times a week and it's a really good sustainable strategy it's, it's tried and it's tested and it's going to help you obviously lose weight keep your metabolic rate right and even in some cases increase your lean muscle mass i can't talk about muscle mass and lean muscle mass in particular without talking about protein and that's number four on my list is not eating enough protein and getting in enough protein when you're trying to lose weight is so important it's been tried and tested in several studies to show that it might actually help reduce appetite increase feelings um around feeling full lower the amount of weight actually regained for a lot of people maintained or actually even increased some people in some instances their metabolic rate and it's going to ultimately protect muscle mass during weight loss some will occur but if we're not consuming enough protein a lot will occur so we need to get in that protein to help prevent that muscle mass because now we've learned that it's so so important so the recommendations around consuming protein are going to vary greatly for a lot of people and obviously on gender then as well it's going to vary a couple of different factors again work with your pt to sit down and do all these calculations for you but anywhere from one to two grams is kind of per kg of body weight is the kind of recommended field so if you're not used to consuming that much protein depending on obviously where your diet is everybody's a completely different starting point so and that's why I'm reluctant to give strict recommendations, but I'm working with it with a person of one to one. We'll give kind of brackets to work within. So it's one to two grams per kg of body weight. But finding that little sweet spot for you to where you start off, there's no point in starting on the heavier end of two grams if you're only consuming 40 grams of protein today and we've done the calculations and you need 120 grams. There's no point in jumping you to two grams when it you know, has to be a soft kind of start to get you used to consuming protein and see can you actually hit those targets in your diet and then we'll go and increase as we go so protein very very important helping with weight loss try have it with each meal you know to get some good nice clean protein sources in whether they're meat dairy um some things like um, seeds like flax seeds or beans that high protein intake is going to help promote weight loss. It's going to reduce your appetite and going to increase your feelings of fullness and it's going to help to boost your metabolic rate. So get that protein in. That takes me to number five on my list and that is expectations and having unrealistic expectations. So this is why it can be very, very important to work with a professional when it comes to managing those those weight loss goals because a lot of people will see certain shows on tv do some quick calculations this person lost x amount within a week if they lost 10 pounds in a week then all i need to do is six weeks 60 pounds and that's how people manage their goals or set their goals i should say in relation to stuff that they've seen on tv but 
when we in reality these are not realistic goals and that person is not you it's a completely different aspect of what weight loss should be okay so having those unrealistic expectations is very very common and it works against a lot of people and it often kind of burns the bridge between a person um, making obviously a successful attempt but going back to actually try it again um, and people just become a little bit more um, blunted by the whole experience and not want to try it over and over and over again um, looking at some studies o- over the last week when you when it looks at say participants within a weight loss setting and what they asked a lot of people what their expectations were across maybe six eight or twelve week um trial more than ten percent said that they had their goals were actually completely and utterly unrealistic when they'd done the math and looked at the figures so people should be looking to lose somewhere in around five percent ten percent drop rate that can be can be far too much again depending on where you're starting from for a lot of people when we do the maths on it but a healthy one would be one to two pounds a week so we looked at that example earlier people looking at 60 pounds in say 10 weeks if you're looking at 60 pounds over you know from a healthier range perspective of one to two pounds that could be a year it could be half a year do you know so that's doing it healthy that's doing it consistently that's doing it the correct way and not somebody's crashed the, the crash diets and it's going to help you obviously break down those that overall goal of course you can have 60 pounds your overall goal but break it down into smaller goals maybe you want to attach certain goals with that as well so there might be lifestyle there might be health goals might be increasing your cardiovascular endurance it might be your muscular endurance it might be some strength goals in there um that's what we would work with and that's what i would work with and attaching certain goals to the overall goal and it makes the whole journey and the whole process a lot more realistic and more enjoyable particularly for that person that's participating in the journey okay so short and sweet one today guys like I said, it's going to be a three-parter, so I've looked at the first five, part two. I'm obviously going to do five to ten on some of the most common reasons. Um, if you want to get in touch with me for anything discussed on today's show, you get me on all my socials, on TikTok, Instagram, on Facebook. And don't forget, there is plenty of freebies in my link in bio to help you with some of the issues that I talked about today. Some really, really good info that I'm giving away for free. Don't be afraid to jump in there and grab it, utilize it, ask me questions, how it can help you. It's all completely free and it most certainly will help you with some of the most common problems and help you get started and give you that leg up on your weight loss journey. Okay, until part two, I'll see you all again next week.